so I just wanted to say that, you know, thank you. Um, you know, you guys have been, you're an awesome body of believers. You really are. I'm caught here. Don't mind me. There's usually something every time I speak that happens to just kind of break the tension in my belly, and, and this would be it. So, all right, there we go. We are, we are good. So I just, on behalf of my family and myself, I just wanted to say thank you um, just for loving us well, for being a church that shows Christ um, first and foremost to everybody else. So thank you, Pastor Rennie Smitha. Um, I know Pastor Selwyn and Lori have come before you and, and have fed into that as well. So thank you for leading your people well. All right, so Pastor Rennie has been taking us back to the basics this past few weeks through January, and um, we want to be a people who, number one, make prayer our first priority, not our last resort. Number two, we want to be a people that read the Bible so that we would think and act differently. And then number three, we want to be a people that live sacrificially so that we can in turn live or give generously. And then fourth, we want to be a people that engage in community to learn how to love others. And so this morning, I have the pleasure of speaking to you about the importance of reading God's word and spending time in his word. So will you indulge me for just a few minutes? I want you to close your eyes. All of you, no peeking. Close your eyes. Heather, close your eyes. Now, I want you to picture a desert. It's hot. It's sandy. And in that desert, you see a body that is crawling. Just like you would see in the, in the movies, you know, the, the clothes are tattered and worn. And the person is, is, is dehydrated and parched. And they are just longing for some water. As we crawl through that desert and you're gripping and you think you see an oasis before you, but it turns out to be nothing more than a hallucination or a mirage. And this person is gasping. I want nothing but a drink of water, just a drop of water. I will sell my soul for a drop of water. Can you see that person? Do you envision that person in the desert? Now I want you to look at the face of that person And who you see is yourself. That is who we are without the Spirit of God. That is what we are like when we are not spending time reading God's Word. Do you desire more of Jesus? Do you long for a closer, more intimate relationship with him? Do you want to grow in your relationship with him? Do you want to recognize his voice when he speaks to you? Jesus invites you to come to him, to trust him, not to merely know about him, not merely to believe the facts and the story or the the history and the knowledge that you have of him, but to truly know him, personally know him. Not just about him, but to know who he is. So, how do we act? How do we think differently? How do we have this relationship with God? How do we grow in these things? It starts, one, with coming to Jesus as your Lord and Savior. But number two, the second most important thing is that we need to be spending time reading God's word. If you want to grow, if you want to act, and you want to think differently, this is where it starts a desire and a hunger for his words. We're going to turn to 1 Peter 
Um, if you have your Bibles with you, your phones, whatever it is that you read God's Word, it should be on the screen behind us there. Um, let, me, let me tell you this. I've titled my message, Spiritually Hangry. Spiritually Hangry. If you are not eating daily, you are dying daily. All right, so spiritually hangry. All right, so First Peter, verse 2 to 3, like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. I like to think of these verses as a growth chart. You know, I'm very methodical. I like to have things A, B, C, 1, 2, 3, do this, this, and this. And that's what I see in these, um, in these three verses. We begin with attitude. We need to... You want to put the next slide up, please? A three-step growth chart. So we start with attitude, right? We need to be like newborn babies is what we see in verse 2. And then from attitude, we move on to appetite. We need to crave the pure spiritual milk. And then after that, we go to aim. What is our aim? And that is to grow up in our salvation. All right, so let's start with the attitude. Now, I know some of you are thinking, oh, this doesn't apply to me. I've known Jesus for a really long time. And, you know, when I read my Bible and And so this isn't about me. Well, you know what? I hate to say it, and my husband said I shouldn't tell you, but you're wrong. Um, You're wrong. You know, there's just really no other way to say that. This passage is not just for new believers. It's not just for new converts. Peter is speaking to Christians, those that have just come to know Jesus and those like me that have walked with Jesus for 30 years, and those, some of you, have walked with Jesus longer than I have been alive in my 21 years. (laughs) Okay, I'm not 21. Um, But this verse, this scripture, this, this, this is for all of us. So don't tune me out now because you think, oh, I don't need to do this. All right, pay attention and listen. He's speaking to all believers, everyone that has put their trust in Jesus Christ. He's not making a contrast between milk and solid food. You'll read, those of you that know your scripture or some of it, you know, we'll read in a different place where we're told that we need to, to move on and grow up to the, to the solid food. This is not in contrast to that, okay? That's another story. That's another message for another time. But in this moment, we're talking about that pure spiritual milk that we need, which is the Word of God. Excuse me. So Peter is saying that we need to become like newborn babies in the way that they long for a mother's milk. Have you ever seen a newborn baby when they are hungry? Right? How many of you have kids? Men and women, right? When that little baby wakes up at 3 a.m. screaming because they are hungry, that's the appetite that Peter is saying we need to have. That's the attitude that we need to have. Just like that newborn baby screams, because this is what I want. Nothing else is going to satisfy me but that milk that I long for. That's the attitude we need to have about God's word. When it comes to reading God's word, I'm guilty of this sometimes, where I'm like, I don't want to read it. I just, can you see me? Can, can, can I just do something else? Or maybe somebody else could do it for me because I just, I'm lazy. I'll be honest with you. I'm lazy. And that's not the attitude I have. But God wants us to have the attitude of that newborn baby that says, give me that milk, and screams and cries and carries on. You can leave that baby, but they will not settle themselves until they get what they want. That's the attitude that Peter is saying that we need to have regarding God's word. 
He is calling us into a dependence on God, a longing and a hunger for his word. The imagery that's used in this statement absolutely blows my mind. It's amazing. Um, But just as a newborn is satisfied with only milk, we need to accept as well that the only thing that is going to satisfy our soul, the only thing that is going to satisfy our spirit is the word of God. Just like that milk is the only thing that's going to satisfy a newborn baby. So Peter is echoing a theme that is seen throughout the New Testament, and that is that the believer is to become like a child regarding our faith, regarding um, the word of God. We are always to be thirsty. We are always to be longing for more. I will admit there are times when I don't long for more. I will read a little bit, and I'm like, okay, I'm done. And then, but I don't like that. I want my heart, I want my spirit, I want my soul to just cry out and go, you know what, I'm, no, I'm not satisfied with this little bit. I'm the first one to tell you that I fail at this regularly. And as much as I'm speaking this to you this morning, I believe God is speaking to my heart a hundredfold. We need to have that longing, that attitude. I want more. And I'm not going to be happy, and I'm not going to stop until I get it. A young child, go back to this child. Children are filled with, with pride. They're not prone to hypocrisy. They're not prone to ambition or arrogance. And therefore, that makes a perfect example for us. When they want something, they bug you until they get it. We need to be like that. Are you like that with God's word? Do you want more? God, I'm not leaving you alone until I get what I'm after. I want you. So Mark 10, 13 to 15, Jesus tells us that we are to be like little children. Let's flip over there. Is it on the screen? Do you have the slide there? There's no slide for that one? Oh, well, I failed. All right, Mark 10, 13 to 15. These are Jesus' words here. People were bringing little children to Jesus to have him touch them, but the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, remember, he was indignant This is not just a passing comment. He is indignant. And he said to them, Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Now hear me. I tell you the truth. Anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. We are to be like little children. We are to have the attitude that a newborn baby has. All right, let's, look, let's move on to, to the appetite and this craving. How many of you have ever craved anything? All right. So those of us that are from Canada, we crave poutine, right? Now, if you don't know what poutine is, I am so very sorry. Poutine is French fries with some cheese curds. Not chunks of cheese, but cheese curds. And then hot, look at, he's drooling. And then hot gravy poured over top of that. It's so good. 
I crave that. Now, there are places here that sort of try and make it, but it's not the same, right? We'll have it. We had some the other day in honor of Rennie's birth, Pastor Rennie's birthday. I sent him a picture. Anyway, and it was good, but it wasn't what I crave because it wasn't the real thing. Are you following me? We need to crave God's word. So let's go back, back in 1 Peter again, if you're following me. Let's just back up a few verses. Let's go up to verse, um, chapter 1, verse 23, which says this. For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. So, um, oh, sorry, that was the wrong verse, totally wrong verse. I jumped ahead of myself. Verse 1 of chapter 2, I am so sorry. Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. All right, so Peter's telling us here that we need to rid ourselves of all of these things, right? All malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander. Not some, not just a little bit, but all of it. We are to get rid of all of these things, every one of them. And so that means that we're to take them off, right? As if you were changing your clothes at the end of the day, you come home and you get ready for bed. You change your clothes. You take those things off. And then you put something else on. All right? But did you notice that Peter does not give us a list of behaviors to replace those that we are to take off? But instead, Peter goes on to say that we are to be like newborn babies. We are to have the attitude of a newborn baby. And then he goes on to say that we are to crave and to long that pure spiritual milk. Hmm. So what is that spiritual milk? He doesn't give us a list of things that we replace them with, so we've taken them off, but now what? We are to crave that spiritual milk. That spiritual milk is the word of God. And so the list of behaviors and things that will come that we will replace envy, slander, all of that comes from reading the word of God. This is where we find it. He doesn't say, take those things off and then put on this. He says, take those things off and then dig into my word. Read my word. Do you want to act and think differently in your life? Do you want to know me better? Take those things off and read my word. And why do we need to take those things off? Because if we have envy, if we have slander, if we have malice, if we have any of those hypocrisy, any of those things in our heart, there is no room for the word of God. So we need to get rid of those things, those attitudes, and empty our hearts of things that are not of Christ so that we can fill them with the things that are of Christ. Excuse me. So spiritual milk is the word of God. It is the nourishment that your soul needs to grow. It's the unaltered word of God. Nothing more and nothing less. And this milk will become the very substance of your life, encompassing all that you need to grow. And in this milk, we see a contrast, the stark contrast to what we see in verse 1. You won't read anywhere in here where we are to be envious. You'll see the opposite of that. Don't covet what your neighbor has. I have given you a perfect gift. You'll see those things in here. Love others. Don't, don't slander others. Build each other up. Be encouraging. You want to act 
and live differently? Here's your guidebook. Get into God's word. In this milk, we see that stark contrast. We just said that. And in this word, God's word, there is no deceit. There is no malice. There is no hypocrisy. Um, and now back to verse 23 that I jumped ahead of myself. I got excited. Let me read that to you again. Chapter 1, verse 23. For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. Those of you that know Jesus and you have given your heart to Jesus, you have become a Christian that's what that means to be born again, that you have, you have just surrendered all of you over to Jesus Christ. It is through this word that that happened. And it is through this word that you are going to continue to grow. John tells us that Jesus was the word. That's right here. So you need to continue to dig in there, continue to feast. This is the living and enduring word of God. It is the word that was preached to you And it is the word by which we are born again. I don't want you to miss that. Craving this pure spiritual milk or reading your Bible is not a suggestion. It's not a suggestion. This is a command. This is a command. You know, when I was in school, we'd get told, I was not a good student. Not even close to a good student because it was boring. But... I would be given homework, and I always thought, I can do it or not do it, right? This is a suggested reading list. You know, you see that. You get a suggested reading list. It's not really suggested. You have to read that. If you want to learn and you want to know the things that you need to know at the end of that class, you need to read those books. This is not a suggested reading list. This is a command. You want to live your life the way Christ has asked you to live? What he died for? Then you need to read this. You need to be digging in and not only reading but applying what you read in here to your life. Do you want to grow? Do you want to act and think differently? Do you? Seriously. Right? Take a moment and really think about that. Because there is work that needs to be done. So before, I, and I am, uh, yes, I want that, God. I want all that. I prayed that this morning, God. Whatever you have, whatever you want. There's a price that goes with that. We have work to do. You want to be closer to God, then you have to commit to reading his word. You want to know what God has planned for your life? You need to read his word. You want to know what to do in that difficult situation at your job? You read his word. Do you want to know what to do when you're in a financial crunch? You read his word. I have two kids. Do you want to know how to raise your kids and to raise them right? You read his word. Do you want to know how to be a good friend? You read his word. Do you want to know how to have peace in difficult times? You read his word. You devour his word. Do you want to know how to just say, thank you, Jesus, for everything that you have done in my life 
you read his word. This is your life right here. This is that pure spiritual milk that a newborn craves in order to grow, in order to be healthy, in order to be strong. Do you want to be a mature, strong, healthy believer in God that brings others to Jesus? Read the word. It's in here. Everything that you need. When was the last time that you truly, take a moment to think about it before you answer, but when was the last time that you truly longed and desired for nothing more than to sit at Jesus' feet and to read his word? I had a moment not long ago, just a few weeks ago, I was sitting sitting in, um, I have an amazing massage chair at home, I was sitting in my chair and all of a sudden this overwhelming desire for the presence of God came over me. I was in tears. I don't cry. And I was sobbing. I was very thankful nobody was home to see me because it was ugly sobbing. I was so hungry for God. Have you ever been there? In that moment. They're few and far between, at least for me. And there I was. And so what did I do? My spirit, deep cries out to deep, and I am my spirit is crying out for the word of God. I told you I'm lazy. I reached over and I grabbed my phone and I put on some praise music. And there I sat. And it was great for the first song as I, as I worshipped. But then that, that hunger slowly started to dissipate and it started to go away. And that overwhelming feeling that I loved started to go away. Do you know why? Because my heart didn't want to listen to a praise song. It didn't want me to grab, I love to read. It didn't want me to grab that theological book. It didn't want me to put a podcast on. It didn't want me to call a friend and say, oh, will you pray with me? God is so good. My spirit deep cries out to deep. It wanted the unaltered word of God. And I neglected it. And it went away. How many of you like me, please don't answer that, but consider it. Do the same thing. It's been two weeks, three weeks. I want that, I want that back. I need to get into the word. And the more time I read God's word, that's going to come back. That hunger is going to grow and it is going to become insatiable. And there will be no satisfying it. And it will continue to grow. And the things that God speaks to me and the things that he will show me absolutely blow my mind. I don't even know what they are. But I know that's coming. We need to get in his word. Peter wants you to know or once his readers, that's you and I, to understand that the milk by which we grow is nothing other than the word of God. It's not some complex thing. It's not some difficult thing. You want to grow? Read God's word. Read your Bible. It's that simple. How often have we made it something so hard and complex? I've had people sit at my desk before and say, I just want to go deeper. I want to know God more. 
tell me what to do. What's your Bible reading like? I will say, and they'll be like, no, 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 I read my Bible. I I do my devotions. Those are great things. Please, I'm not knocking your devotions. Do your devotions. I, I spend five minutes a day. I do my, I, that's not enough. But, but I want to go deeper. I want to know, God. read your word. No, 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 that's not it. There's something else. Like, read the word of God. It is so simple, and yet we make it so difficult and so convoluted and complex and all of these things. God wants you to grow. How many of you are tea drinkers? Oh, nice. Do you all drink coffee then? Okay. Tea. I am not a tea drinker. I don't like tea. I like to. So when, so I have friends that drink tea. You put the tea bag in the pot, and then you pour the hot water in, and you let it steep. Right? Sometimes for like five minutes, you let that steep. And then they're like, this is good tea. I will make tea. I'll drink chamomile because that's not really tea. But I will take the tea bag. Actually, I'll pour the water in, and then I'll take the tea bag, and I'll dunk it in. And when it turns just a little bit different color, I'll pull the tea bag out. And then I will drink it, and that's my tea. And it's really just watered-down sadness water is what it is. Right? It's not good. It's not good. Peter is telling us that we need to steep ourselves in the Word of God. Right? Don't Don't just dip a toe in and then come out. He wants you to steep yourself in the Word of God. Get in there and sit and eat. I heard you. I stole your word. I did. But that is what Peter is asking you to do. Steep yourself in the Word of God. Steep yourself. That takes time for it to build, to create, and to become all that it should be. God's word has life. It gives life and it nourishes life. And it is so very sad when Christians have no appetite for God's word but need to be fed by religious entertainment. If we are born again of the word, then we need to be nourished by that same word of God. So what is the aim? We have the the attitude and then we've created the appetite and now we're moving on to the aim. The aim is that we want to grow up in our salvation. We want to mature in our salvation with God. We want to mature and, and become, you know, closer to God to know what to do in those moments and those situations. So why do we need to re- read the Bible? It's as simple as this, so that we will grow up in our salvation. We feed our kid healthy food so that they will grow up into strong, healthy adults. We need to grow up into strong, healthy believers. Peter is warning us, though, to lay aside the wrong attitudes that would hinder our lives. We will not be hungry for the Word of God if we stop feeding on, if, if we are feeding ourselves the wrong things, right? Like I said, I had that moment, and what did I do? My, my spirit was hungry for this. I fed it something else, and it wasn't satisfying, and it didn't cause me to grow, Thankfully, hopefully, I've learned from that. But Peter is wanting us to lay aside those, ap- those appetites because if we stop feeding on the Word of God, we will stop growing and stop enjoying or tasting the grace and the goodness that we find in the Lord. And so in this verse here, the idea of tasting refers to the experience of the Lord 
and is experiencing the quality of something. So let me, let me just touch on that for a second. How many of you have had good chocolate? And how many of you have had not good chocolate, right? If you have had the two, there is something about the quality of good chocolate. That's what I'm talking about here. It's experiencing the quality of Jesus and who he is. Not the, not the, the runner-up. You know, not the second best, not the Amazon's choice, but the good stuff, right? I have been to Austria. I have eaten chocolate in Austria. It's very different when I come back to America and I eat chocolate made at Hershey's down the way. I'm talking about the quality of Jesus. There's something there. Once we have tasted of that quality, then we want more. So Peter pinpoints to an insight for helping us to resist sin. Because we have tasted God's goodness, when you have tasted and experienced that quality of Jesus Christ, you don't want to sin. You don't want to have wrong attitudes. You don't want to do things that are contrary to who he is and what his word says. So if you are growing in the Lord, you will be a peacemaker which is the opposite of what Peter is talking about in verse 1. If you are spending time with God, daily reading his word, you're not going to want to sin. There just won't be even the inkling to, oh, should I take that or not take that? It's just not going to be there. You will recognize that it isn't good for you and that it does not satisfy the longing for his presence and his love. And so what that does is it takes the pressure off the outward motivations. It takes the pressure off the outward behavior, sorry. And then it puts that focus on seeking to experience more of God and his word. We don't have to worry about, am I doing the right things? Do I look the right way? Am I saying what is needed to be said? We don't have to worry about all those things because of the result of reading God's word and getting it into our hearts is those things will be a natural occurrence. So we can focus on, on um, seeking to experience more of God's word and not what am I doing, what am I not doing. All right, get into his word. So how many of you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start my conclusion. I'm going to start my ending here. How many of you when you were children couldn't wait to hit double digits? Yeah, yeah. And then, and then ooh, 13. I want to be 13 because I'm a teenager, right? And then 16 is a big one because we can get our driver's license. So 16 is huge. And then it's 18. Ooh, I'm an adult. And then, and then the next one is 21. My son, uh, my older son, is, his birthday is the same day as Pastor Rennie's. And he turned 20. And so I gave him a hug and I said, what's it like to be 20? And no lie, he says to me, well, I'm not 21. We're just never satisfied, right? We, we always want to get older. We always want to grow. And then I think once we pass 21 and we become 83 like Pastor Rennie, we're like, no, let's just, let's just hold on now. I don't want to, you know, I don't want any more. But we're like that, right? A natural process of growth, a healthy growth is that you want to get older, right? You want to grow. If we're reading God's word and desiring and hungering for God's word, we're going to have that healthy growth. Corey and I were just talking the other day, and she was telling me about getting into God's word. 
And she'd be like, oh my goodness, the more I read, the more I want to read. And her eyes light up really big like this. And that's what it is. The more you get there, the more you read, the more you want. It's like a bag of Lay's potato chips. You can't have just one. You cannot have just one. And you can't buy that little tiny bag. You gotta get the family size bag, right? And then the family comes over and you go, no way, man, this is my bag, you get your own. I'll give you one. And you're gonna want some more, right? Let me tell you about Jesus. And then you're gonna wanna dig into your own copy of God's word. All right. Oh, I'm getting excited now. What time do we have to go home? Oh, Oh, excited. All right, if we're healthy, we're going to yearn to grow. We desire to be strong like our Father. And how sad that some people never grow. It's sad. The instinct of of a baby's need for milk signals a desire for nourishment that will lead to growth. Otherwise, we'd all have newborns forever. So once we see our need for nourishment that comes only from spending time with Jesus in his word, our spiritual appetite will increase and we will start to mature. We will start to grow. When my oldest son, he's not here so I can talk about him. When my oldest son was a toddler, he would get very, very cranky when he was hungry. He once picked up a case of soup cans, tossed them across the kitchen. He was two. Like, he gets, he gets cranky, and he's easily angered when he's hungry. Or, as we call it today, hangry. We're talking about being spiritually hangry this morning. So, as his parents, Alan and I had a choice. We could um, leave him be and let him become the monster that he was in those moments. Or... We could teach him to recognize the fact that he was hungry and that he should feed himself. We opted to go with the latter. He is now a productive member of society and gets food when he's hungry. Uh, (laughs) So we went with the latter. We, we, We taught him to feed himself, but not just to grab whatever is there, right? But to grab a healthy snack. Often... Take something that has protein that's going to sustain you. It's going to nourish your body. It's going to give you what you need, what you're craving. And so as we grow up, we're like that. We need to recognize, did somebody cut you off? I believe driving proves how sanctified you are. I truly do. Did somebody cut you off this morning while you were driving to church? And did you go... Did your kids not get their shoes on fast enough this morning? And Did your husband in your dream make you move in with your in-laws and you woke up and you smacked him for that? I, I didn't do that, but it could happen. And you're just like, because you're spiritually hangry, your, your spirit's not being fed, and so little things annoy you. And we start to wonder... What's wrong with me? And if we don't recognize that, and we don't feed ourselves what we're craving, it's a, it's a steady down here. It's slow, but down you'll go. My son would go farther into that 
pit of despair and anger and everything, everything would irritate him. And then it would become a fight which would affect everybody else in the house. When we're not feasting on God's word, we become like that. Something will, will just rub us the wrong way and we'll brush it off. We'll go to work, we'll go to school, we'll go to wherever we need to go. And something will happen and we'll react in a negative way and that will pass on to the next person and then that person is like, oh, something rubbed me wrong. It's a ripple effect. We need to be feasting on the word of God so that we recognize when those moments come. Oh my goodness, I'm hungry and my spirit is craving more of you, Jesus. So as we grow up, we can no longer, as we grow up in the Lord and physically, we can no longer cry and scream and expect that someone will give us the nourishment that our bodies desire. So when I had that moment and my spirit was crying out for the word of God, I chose something different. I put on some praise and worship music. Not a bad thing. I'm not knocking that. Please don't, please don't hear that. But that's not what my spirit wanted. My spirit was longing for the, for the pure word of God. And I didn't get that. So as we grow, you know, we can't cry. We can't scream and carry on and expect that somebody else is going to feed us. Imagine Pastor Rennie in Walmart on the floor. I'm picking on you. Kicking his feet and screaming and having a temper tantrum because I'm hungry and Smitha won't bring me some food. <laughs> Could you imagine? We laugh. But if you were honestly in that store and you saw that, you would, you would, you would be laughing, but at the same time, kind of like, my goodness, man, you are a grode. Get yourself some food, right? We would never tolerate that. And yet that's how we are when we're not reading God's word. We kick and scream and we have a temper tantrum. And why is this not going my way? And God, why did you bless them? But you didn't bless me. I want what they have we're spiritually filled and we're reading God's word, we can say, oh God, thank you for blessing them with that. I am going to rejoice with them. You need to be feasting on God's word. To crave or to long for the word of God indicates, and this is where, this is where the work comes, people. If you want to crave and you want to long for God's word, if you're doing that, that indicates an active seeking rather than a passive receiving of nourishment. You want to grow in your relationship with God? You need to actively seek him. And that begins by reading his word. What do I mean by passively receiving? That's when I sat down and I put on some praise music. That is passively receiving I love to read. I read theology books. I am trying to teach myself Hebrew just for fun. And I will sometimes put those in. Ooh, I'm going to go read God the Son incarnate, and that's going to fill that. It doesn't. Or maybe, you know, well, Pastor Rennie's going to preach on Sunday, so he's going to feed me. Not a bad thing. You can stream the services. And sometimes we have to. So please, again, do not hear me wrong. Those are good things, but those are also passive receiving if we're doing that instead of just digging in for ourselves. 
We need to learn to feed ourselves. Recognize that you're hungry. It is not Pastor Rennie's job to feed you. It is his job to equip you, to empower you, to dig into God's word. Yes, he feeds you, but it's not solely his responsibility. You have a responsibility to feed yourself. You're growed. You are growed. And because of that, recognizing that, if we don't recognize when we're hungry spiritually, when we're not tuned into what is true, we will be taken in by what is temporary. If you don't know, I took my first year law enforcement, and they taught us to recognize how to recognize counterfeit money. Do you know how you recognize a counterfeit bill? By studying the real one. Do you want to know what the fake one looks like? You study the real one. So that when a fake, fake ones change all the time. The lies of the enemy change all the time. But if you know the truth of God's word, you will recognize when something false comes before you. Get into the word. Get into God's word. Are you always thirsty? Can you say with the psalmist, my soul is overwhelmed with longing for your rules at all times? Can you say that? Are you actively seeking? Is there a longing in your heart for more of God? So Lutheran pastor, R.C.H. Lenski, should be up there. He's a Lutheran pastor and a scholar. He says it like this, to cease longing for the word of God is the most serious sign of spiritual decline, which soon ends in spiritual death. Basically, if you are not eating daily, you are dying daily. We don't become stagnant. We start to die a little bit each day. Get into the word. I'm going to end with this. Is your soul sometimes hangry? Do you have the attitude of expecting someone else to feed you? What are those things that you run to? Is it reading? What about TV, movies, YouTube videos? Maybe it's food. Potato chips, ice cream, chocolate cake, wings. What is the junk food of your life? Oh, Pastor Rennie will feed me next week. What is the junk food of your life? What is that thing that you use to replace coming to Jesus through his word? What is that for you? What is hindering you? Like me, are you making excuses? I'm tired. I don't want to get out of bed. Oh, my vision is going because I'm getting older and I, I, and I can only read for, I, I'm, honestly, I can read for 30 minutes. So sometimes that, that is what keeps me because I can't, I can't do it like I used to do it. Do you have malice or deceit or envy in your heart? It's hard to read God's word and to worship him and to praise him when we have those things in our hearts. Are you content 
to stay where you are? Are you like me and you're just lazy? Whatever it is, the altars are open this morning. This is between you and the Lord. What are those things that are hindering you and keeping you from digging into his word? The altars are open. I want you to come. Whatever that is, this is just between you and God, tell him. Tell him that you're ready for more. Tell him that you want your heart changed. Tell him that you want a hunger and a thirst for his word like you have never experienced before. Acknowledge and recognize that that is what your spirit is calling out for. Say, Jesus, I don't want to run to something else anymore. When my spirit, when deep cries out to deep for your word, God, help me to recognize that that is what I want, that is what I crave, and that is the only thing that is going to satisfy me. And don't let me run from that. Just get up out of your seats and come. We're not going to have the prayer team here. It's just you and God. Whatever that is, lay it at the altar. And tomorrow is a new day. And I'm going to spend time with you, God. I want to dig into your, into your word. You can do it in your seats if you're more comfortable with that. One other thing, I talked about being born again. We're born again through this word. Maybe you don't know what that is. Maybe you desire to know Jesus. Maybe you want to know him personally. You want to know what it is that I'm talking about. If that's you today, I want you to just pray in your heart, Jesus, I know that what I've done is wrong. I know that you died for me. I know that I'm a sinner, and I know that three days later you rose again. Jesus, I want to live for you, and I want to hunger and a thirst for your word. If you did that, if you pray that this morning, I want to talk to you. Pastor Renny, there'll be others that'll talk to you. We want to help you to dig into God's word. So we pray with me. If you feel you want to come up here and just leave it at the altar, just come while I'm praying. God, we are beyond grateful for who you are. We are so thankful for what you have done in our lives. God, we thank you for the gift of life that you have given us through your son, Jesus Christ. But as we talked this morning about your word and how important and vital it is to our very well-being, God, would you change our hearts? Would you show us those things that keep us from coming to you? Would you show us what those things are that keep us from reading your word? God, we ask that through your Holy Spirit, as we begin, as we begin this new diet, a feasting on your word, God, through your Holy Spirit, would you make it alive to us? Lord, would the words in these pages no longer just be stories, but would they be, would they come alive? Would they be truth for my day-to-day life? God, forgive us for whatever we have put before you, and we are laying it at your altar today. We love you, Jesus, not nearly as much as we should, but we love you. Amen.